Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Right Behind Us, the music conversation podcast hosted by me, Brandon Daniel, of the Seattle band Beatty and the Sheiks. Today I'm talking to two bands, two up-and-coming bands from here in the Seattle area. One is Duke Evers. I talked to Joshua and Dune, the uh, guitarist, singer, and bassist from that group. And then we uh, speak with Ben Roth from the band Bod. And uh, both bands have very different stories. Both bands have very different conversations on the show. Um, and But they're both unique. And we really kind of shoot this shit a lot with uh, Duke Evers. And uh, with Ben, we talk about music community, and um, which his is pretty darn extensive. So all turns out to be pretty darn interesting, especially their music, which I'll share with you here as we enter into our conversation with uh, Joshua and Dune. We do have uh, some more big shows coming up. I'm going to be talking with King Khan soon, which... Uh, if you know of him, you know what an interesting interview that will be. Also, uh, tonight, I'm actually going um, down to talk with uh, the electronic New Zealand, now Australian uh, artist, Opio. And uh, that should be really interesting. Looking forward to that one. And look forward to sharing it with you next Monday. So here it is. Let's uh, talk to Joshua and Dune from Duke Evers and hear a little bit of their track. This is Seaside. And your seaside members, they brought me down. And your seaside members, they're all across my face. As I pulled to the right, took the time I shoot. And you slipped the knot, and you fell right through again. But in, in in rock and roll or indie rock, I mean, it's everybody either got their first guitar when they were thirteen, right? Yeah, that was me. Started out on a piano, yeah. yeah, or started out on the drums. I went, I was straight to bass. Actually, you went straight to bass. Yeah. My dad was a guitar player, or like kind of he played for fun, and he he was like, "We need to get you a bass." Yeah, he's like, gonna, "We need a bass player yeah. in the in the family." Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's killer. You know what I like about that is I want my first band when I was a kid I wanted to uh, join as the bass player and <laughs> and uh, they had me join as the singer but then that was like the thing that's always missing in a thirteen year old band is a bass player yeah. so who knows one yeah and so I went to my parents and I was like give me a, give me a bass and they're like <laughs> my dad was like. No, I'm not even sure if I want to get the guitar out of the attic for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole world uh, a yeah. whole world that opens up. Yeah, like you got to listen to someone practice. That's always fun. Yeah. Did you? So what age did you start on bass? Uh, I think I was about 12 or 13. So. Did you play in school band or any of that stuff? Um, I didn't until I was 17. Um, I played in the jazz band. 
because yeah. my school was very much not, not arts inclined and my buddy who was in it was like need a bass player it doesn't matter totally like yeah those guys in jazz band care a lot so. yeah yeah no, and it was fun i and then I, I never went back after that started playing a lot of jazz so oh really yeah and did you um were you like a critic sorry i'm like directing all the questions this way right now but it's just no, interesting okay. to be like were you a critical ear bass player too? I mean, were you like really concentrated on technique and who had it and who didn't as far as like what you were listening to? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's there's so many different ways to approach every instrument that like sure. there's some people use the bass as a vehicle to like support the group and some people use it as a way to like be really flashy and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, Six just, string. As flashy yeah. as you can be with a bass. Yeah. Fartless. <laughs> Turn the treble all over. Yeah. Clank around. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's all. I don't know. I've never been super critical of any anything like that. I don't think. Did you live here in uh, in Seattle when you were growing up? Or? I grew up on the in the suburbs on the east side. So. Oh okay. What part? Uh, Sammamish. Oh yeah, the plateau. The plateau. Oh yeah. 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 I grew up uh, in Bellevue. Oh, okay. Partly, like high school time. Yeah, I went to school in Seattle, and my my friend uh, played for a Newport jazz band. When I was a kid, like all my band members were in jazz band. Oh yeah. After, I find I sort of got smart at some point. I think not knowing it, but like I just started. All the guys that I got were were in jazz band. I think that's a really like smart move in retrospect. Yeah, I'm not so, it, so it, sure it I was really conscious of it at the yeah. time, but. But because, like, the guys that I started out with, like, at 13, those were, like, totally the rejects and no one could play, right, you know? Right. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, so he was he was part of that whole thing. And then the reason I asked, like, Base Northwest just closed. Yeah, that was a, that was sad. That was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, Jose, that was a sad, that was, Jose was, yeah, it was a sad day for that guy. Yeah. My, uh, son, my son's nine, and his best, one of his best friends in school, her dad was the co-owner. Oh. So now he's the co-owner over at Thunder Roads in West Seattle in California. Mm-hmm. And he runs the base department, which is like half the store now. We should go Sounds by like, there, maybe. Yeah. You I've should. never been in there. You should. It's like, it's, it's got to be maybe second best guitar store in the city now. Um, maybe Emerald Queen. Emerald City. Emerald, city. Emerald Queen. Yeah. Emerald City Guitar. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. they got, they have like, they have the insane. Well, and Trevor's now starting to like he's like like traveling now and like going yeah. picking shit up. Oh, so you oh you know the Thunder Rose guys then? Oh no, no Tre- you're more. talking. You know Trevor, Trevor from oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Emerald City. Yeah, yeah, I was I was actually kind of like covering shifts in the shop there for for a minute. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's my favorite. Yeah, that's everybody's favorite. Yeah, it's yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the funny thing about Trevor is, is um my dad, uh, my adopted dad, he would take us to Seattle when we were kids, and I would always want to go there. And I would always see Trevor there. And so, like, every time, like, I would just, and, you know, like, we would just get older and older. And then finally, yeah. I just moved here and we just, like, yeah. That's pretty Yeah. You know what's funny about that? I, I didn't, uh, I, was, I wasn't sure about that place because I'm like, oh, man, you know, all these instruments are really nice and that thing's super awesome. But, whoa, you know, 2,500 or whatever. Um, so I was really intimidated by it until we played a show and Trevor's, Trevor was there and his dad was there. In fact, Trevor's band played. 
and uh, they were so like, oh my god, that was awesome! We can't, hey, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, these guys are really nice. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> then yeah, I yeah. felt comfortable and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nicest yeah. people ever, man. Yeah. Yeah, they're really cool. Um, but and it's weird how like the that's a, a celebrity hub. Yeah. Of a, oh, of a guitar oh, shop. Totally. Oh, yeah. There's like a book. There's just like a book full of pictures of Trevor and like celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> he like no seriously like the last time like uh, was it Joe Bonamassa? Joe Bonamassa. Yeah. He got to like go sound check, go to sound check with him, and he like let him play the guitar like as he was sound checking. Like he got to play through his rig and stuff. Whoa. And he went to dinner with him and uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. That was a whole. That was so weird when those Joe Bonamassa ads were all over the buses in Seattle. Oh like, yeah, that was yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. I was like, damn, dude. I was like, yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. And then they had like these really cheesy ads on the radio and stuff. It yeah. was, uh, I was like, what is going on? God, yeah. It's like, and that's just, you know, uh, publicity companies and ad agencies just like, they're very unpredictable about how they're going to push something. And yeah. Um, but so you grew up, you were saying you grew up in, uh, in Vancouver yeah, I, I, I grew up in, uh, I, I graduated high school in Vancouver. I moved to Vancouver when I was like 16. Um, from where? From Spokane. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I, it was like uh, born born and raised I was in born Spokane? Into, I was born in Tacoma, um, and then uh, I was adopted by my aunt, mm-hmm. and then we moved to like central Washington, kind of like Clay Ellen or Ellensburg area. Right. Um, and then eventually moved to like a place called Chatteroy, Washington, which is just outside Spokane. Uh-huh. And then eventually moved into Spokane. <laughs> um, and then I went to school there and bounced around and a whole bunch of stuff like that. And then just, yeah, just ended up moving in with my uncle in Vancouver. And then went to Memphis. And that's where you finished high school? Yeah. yeah. Um, when when did you become musical? When did that happen? Um, I remember my dad got me my first guitar when I was like seven. And I remember getting guitar lessons when I was like 11. And ironically, I hated it. Uh-huh. I didn't want to do it. Uh, all my cousins were like athletes, and I wanted to be that. Right. And is then, that seven? Yeah. Yeah. Which and is so I was just like, yeah, I was super. I was I was much more interested in that. Yeah. Um, but then I turned about thirteen, mm. um, and all my friend, like a lot of my friends, had electric guitars, or like at least they, whether they were theirs, they were they were in their right. houses and stuff, and they were accessible, and we could play them. Some um, squires and PVs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, my friend Ryan, his dad had these like really like obscure like kind of like old. I can't remember what they were. Like one was like it was like a hammer guitar. Oh, was it hammers or something like that? Yeah. And then like a got some like old Hagstrom or something maybe. I can't remember. But um, and then I really what did it for me. I remember they had like a party at their house one time, and this old guy had brought this like uh, Line Six just horseshit amp. Right. And it just had like forty seven thousand noises on there, and yeah. I was just like, you know, as a kid, you're just like, fuck, like, this, this is so crazy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It was like there's so much stuff on here. So. Um, that then I was sold. I was like, man, this is yeah. You don't have to do too much. You can sound cool. <laughs> yeah, before garage or uh, before it was Guitar Center. It was uh, musician musician's friend. Oh yeah. Remember musician's friend was a catalog. I think it still is a catalog. Yeah, yeah I, I forgot about that. Online, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just on. Yeah, well, I forgot about the catalog though. Oh yeah, that would come in the mail. The catalog. Was, yeah. Was it getting CCS? Remember, did you ever get CCS? Like the skateboarding? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, man, I was Totally. Super, I was oh, I ordered my first board off of CCS. Yeah, CCS yeah. was my jam. I was like, everything. Yeah. All my CCS just had big circles in them. Totally. Like, Earmarked. Yeah. I'm like, this is... I would just hand that to my mom for Christmas. Like, this, yeah. this is all I need. Anything oh, I remember I came up with a fantasy that, that um, 
I saved Bill Gates' wife from getting hit by a car. <laughs> In exchange, he was like, you could have anything from musician's friend that you want. <laughs> And so I had all that's these a, things circled. Awesome. Like, like yeah. if I had <laughs> all the money yeah. that I wanted, what could I get? That's, oh, man. That's funny. Those catalogs. Are, yeah, and those now are... I get them, I'm like, my son's like, Dad, a ride for you. No. Yeah. That's not for anybody. Let's just throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good in there. Yeah, that's funny. Do you guys... Um, do you like playing nice instruments or do you like... See, <clears throat> I'm going to preface this with like with honesty about myself. These are practice instruments, but they're also all instruments I've used on stage because I like using a, a shitty guitar through a nice amp. Yeah, yeah. But since we're on the, the topic of gear, and that's not like always a topic, what do you like using? Um, I, I honestly am... I'm not partial to either. I've, I, I've been in situations where I've had to use, you know, really like a... a God, I was using like, this is really terrible. Like it was supposed to look like a Telecaster. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I got. It. I think it might. I don't know why I had it, but it was from like Walmart or some some crazy thing like that. So I've used like really sh- shitty guitars. Mm-hmm. I was like, using like a bass amp, but then, you know, then I've used really nice ones. So, I mean, do you have a preference now? You got it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I guess I would prefer to play something you know. Nice. So it'll stay in tune. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that's the that's the other thing. Intonation too. and Inti- tuning are very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and plus yeah, where I'm throwing a lot of now a lot of my songs are, I'm constantly going in and out of different tunings. Oh, um, you so, playing in open tunings? Yeah, I play in open E a lot, and then um, open G. Yeah. Open and G, then, and then I like yeah. And then standard tuning as well. Standard tuning as well. Well, and how do you do adjusted to that? Uh. I'm pretty good with my ears, so right. I just kind of, in fact, I, I don't even know what tunings you're in most of the time. No, I'm yeah, just, that, I, I don't even know. really tell anybody, yeah. I'm, I just kind of keep it to myself, because I know that Dune, I don't have to worry about Dune. Yeah, I like that, though, that you can, I, yeah, when you have that kind of chemistry and that, and that uh, awareness that you can actually just... Yeah, I can just kind of focus on, yeah, I mean, Dune probably knows more about what I am actually playing on the guitar than I do. As far as like notes, as far as like the notes go, you know. I hear you. I'm the same way. When I like, I mean, I'll just put it in like Open G or Open E, and I'll just put a capo somewhere, you know. And they're not really trying to go for anything, but just trying to create a different noise sonically, just anything that just you know resonates or sounds cool. Um, And then I just kind of build from there. Mm. Um, So. Yeah. No, I I'm the same way. I but do you. are you that way, like on stage too? Is there like no set list, and we're just gonna go for no, that's a working little, off the crowd? I think we usually have a set list. Yeah. That, sometimes songs open up, like mm-hmm. the ends of them. Mm-hmm. We'll 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 kind of go back into it, you know, when the crowd's really like in it. So, um, we're kind of trying to work a few sets for. We have some festivals coming up this mm-hmm. June, and we're trying to get like a. We're trying to work on transitions between songs and things like that. Yeah. Kind of gluing it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a fun concept. Sometimes like we get lazy and yeah, it yeah. doesn't end up happening, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to try to figure out those those transitions. You know what I was just thinking the other day? I was checking somebody out and um they had one of those like 37 second, you know, like filler songs on their album. And I've you know, 
I'm a fan of that mm -hmm. from Beatles records on, right? You know, yeah. um, Beastie Boys. I mean, a ton of people have done really short, fun little blippets. And then you're like, I'm actually glad that I just listened to that when yeah. it's in the album. Yeah. But at this time, I'm just kind of running this by you guys, see what you think. It's like, I don't know if that's a good idea anymore. Like, I still like the idea. Tame Impala? Tame Impala does... They do that one yeah, little... They, they, they do yeah, that. Yeah, they Tame, do that. It's Tame fantastic. Tame Impala does it. I have to complain about Tame Impala just for a second, though. Because I do like Tame Impala, but like... They do four-minute songs that sound like they're filler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a couple of tracks, or more than a couple, on each album where I'm like, "Am I really still listening to this?" <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely some like some vamps that There's like, yeah. and I don't know if it's. I mean, it's 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 probably intentional, but like, yeah. He 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 says that um, the way he kind of makes records is like he just makes he just comes up with ideas and makes demos, and he has like. 20 or 30 songs and then whenever yeah. it's time to make a record he'll go through and pick the ones he likes or have people pick them and stuff like that right i think the newest one was a little more thought out but like it what well, it did seem yeah yeah lonerism and inner speaker are definitely like pieces that kind of pulled together which is cool that's so weird i was just talking to uh the guy from modern english you know they had that song i'll melt the yeah i'll stop the world melt with you yeah so I was just talking with him, and they were t he, we were talking about his first album, the one that came before the hit, you know, that was off their second album. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, we didn't know what we were doing, so we didn't even call them songs, we called them pieces. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was great. But yeah. it wasn't, it, it's funny enough, it wasn't like the first time I'd heard, you know, songs, or bands refer, refer to, to their songs that way. Piece. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever referred to a song as a piece. No. I don't think. Of... Well, I mean, like in what in what way though, too? Well, like, like a piece, like a like in like a. I feel like a piece. Like a composition. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like you've written that you've like no, like like the notation. Or, or a piece, like literally a piece, like here's part of a song. Yeah. You know. Well, oh, yeah. I thought you were saying a piece, like literally a piece of shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> or the third way, a piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's another one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the third piece. Yeah. God, you know who else is playing at Numos? Train, and they're covering all the all the whole second record of or the whole second Led Zeppelin. It's a thing. I'm not sure. Wow. I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> They've already recorded the record. Oh. You can yeah. I I heard uh, the Lemon song. Oh. That Pat Monahan, though, <laughs> you know, he's a talented guy. Like a guy he, can really sing. Dude, I mean, honestly, as much as as much as I I hate to admit it, right now, he 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 doesn't do a terrible job at no. singing it. Right. He can hit those notes. I mean, he yeah. He, he hits the notes because you you want you almost want him to just you almost want him to suck because then you can just hate it and then it's over. And it or just matter. like be really strained yeah. and in his throat or something, not like not be able to hit. Yeah, the, like, just like, like okay, and then it doesn't really flat. matter, and then like and then it doesn't. But like he actually does it. Yeah, he's, and you're just, yeah, so. So his wife lives, he lives here, last I heard. Yeah, yeah. his wife is like a student at UW or something. We actually, unbeknownst to us, we didn't even know it until after he had tried out for the band, but his, his son tried out for our band. He was no working, way. He was working at Numos. And he, <laughs> he literally messaged us as we were on stage. Uh-huh. This is when we were two-piece. Um, and I was like, wow, you know, he's a, I, I had no idea who he was. Right, right. I, I had no clue. And then it wasn't until afterwards someone was like, 
do, do you know who that is? And we're just like, no, I had no idea. And he never said anything, obviously. Uh-huh. And, and so, yeah, we we're like, well, yeah, we had no idea. But, yeah, we tried out. Huh, huh funny. Well, yeah. what, why didn't it work out? I mean, I, 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 you know, I just wasn't, we, we just weren't really vibing on it. He, he, we wanted him to play bass and I'm not really sure that that was his, his main instrument. Oh. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, but he, you know, he actually did try to learn the parts and stuff like that. And you know, out of yeah. the people that we tried that run, you know, he did know the parts. So yeah, I know it's awkward. It's so fu- it's such a small world too. Like the, yeah. the, the person I'm thinking of who was like a similar type of not fit, we, <laughs> ended up playing a show with the band that he ended up in like five years later at Numos. I think like the last time we were there Crazy. and it was so uncomfortable because yeah. it was like, Oh, hey, Oh, Hey, yeah, yeah, you know, hey, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- th- five years is long enough. You basically don't recognize someone anymore. Yeah. And so then I was like, Oh, well, <laughs> glad you're in that band. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, the Pat Monahan thing, like he's, so what I was going to say is that he had, he had his own podcast. And I actually ended up listening to you because he had a few interesting artists on it. And yeah, he's smart and he's talented. I just hate the sound of his voice. Yeah. I mean, that's really a thing. He's I, talented, but I don't like that tone. Yeah, it's uh, it's not my thing. No. But, uh, you know, I mean, like I said, he, he can hit those notes. I mean, he he's doing it because he can do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, 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 he's singing those Led Zeppelin songs because he can actually sing those Led Zeppelin songs, so more power to him. Uh, who, who was a band when you were... Because for him, he was like saying that... Um, I think it's funny we ended up on, on the train. Um, <laughs> but he would say he always wanted to be Bruce Springsteen when he was coming up. Is there someone that, that you had an ideal to model yourself after? Yeah, embarrassingly enough, yeah. yeah. Who is it? <laughs> we all I've had so many admissions when, like I, that first, when I first moved to Seattle I don't know I was, I was actually showing Dune the first band I played in it was called Out on the Streets and I, I, I ended up quitting that band and the drummer came with me and we like started jamming some songs and he's like you ever listen to Kings Leon and I was like no never and he's just like oh well, you should pick up the first two records and he's like right. you kind of sound like that guy and I was just like oh alright so like I went and got the first two records and like became obsessed uh-huh. and like learned Every song on the record, yeah, like bass and guitar, was like <laughs> super into it, and so, and then that's like when that documentary came out, Talina Sky, on them. So I was just very infatuated with like their story and just like how they came up as musicians and things like that. Right. And so, uh, yeah, that was it. That 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 would probably be that at first. The, you know, like my first real. Like, that's respectable, though. Everybody, it seems like, was into that period yeah I just, um, I, I, yeah it was like a phase that i just kind of had to go through and I well got, I, I mean that everybody enjoyed those records and yeah, it was the like first two are amazing like I, the first two are like those those records are incredible they're very raw and just they're super young and well and i remember hearing him say i think it was the guitar player brother uh the lead guitarist oh you mean matt that's their yeah. cousin oh that's a cousin okay yeah, Matthew. so he was like yeah i mean when we first started out, we were just like all over the stage and like going crazy, and there's a reason for that because like we were trying to compensate for the yeah. fact that we didn't oh, know how yeah. to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jared, Jared follow. Yeah, he says that. Yeah, he's like, I would just move, move. Yeah, yeah. That's actually kind of why I started doing the same thing. Uh-huh. I would just like, I was like, oh, that makes sense. So you just kind of start moving crazy, and then you're like, yeah. well, at some point, you either have to, you kind of have to have a balance of like. So what did you think when they moved into? I'm, I think this is amazing we, we end up talking about all these other groups, but <laughs> what did you think uh, when they moved into their pop phenom? St- 
stage. Um, you know that record when that blew them up. I, I still think it's a great record. Um, mm-hmm. actually, I even like the the following record, but uh, Mechanical Bull is is not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am a sucker for a good pop song. I really am. I, sure. I I love pop music. I just do. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people are just like, oh, Kings Leon. My girlfriend loves that band. I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like, you know, that's whatever. But yeah, I I, I just I'm just always been a sucker for a good pop song. Mm-hmm. Um, I just and and. I really do love the sound of his voice. I think it's. it's mm-hmm. I always found it was to be very unique. I I, I could never really cover too many Kings Leon songs because it, it's they were really hard to do. His voice is just it's just weird. Right. Even when you try like to move it to a different key, it's mm-hmm. it's still there's always parts that I can sing really well and then parts that I just can't do at all. Yeah, there's a lot of singers like that that have yeah. a you know a, a style that. I mean, the way they breathe, that might not even be good for them to do. Right. But it's what they it's naturally do. And, yeah. You know, yeah, because it's hard to uh, replicate. But when you were um, starting out, you know, working on music, even in those early years, I mean, do, did you spend a lot of time, like you did with Kings of Leon, like learning other people's songs first before mm-hmm. you started writing? Or was it just writing from the get-go? Um, It was... I remember I remember being infatuated with wanting to write my own songs, especially when I first started playing the guitar. I really, really wanted to write my own tunes. Mm-hmm. And the, But the way that I would do that was... The, the way that I thought I had to do that was to go learn a song and then kind of rip that song off. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much. I mean, because... That's what you should do, though. You know, and, that, and that was just like, I would just take a chord and like change it or do whatever you do when you're trying to first you know, learn yeah. a song. Because I hadn't... You, you don't really know what to go off of unless you're just an amazing songwriter to begin with. Right. You just... I just needed like a... I needed some sort of vehicle to kind of show me, you know. And then it was... Then when I found Kings Leon that I was like, well, I kind of want to write this style. And, you know, uh. just like that's when I started to... You know, and then I, that's when I decided I wanted to write clever lyrics and not just like these, you know, maybe like kind of cookie cutter lines and things like that. Oh, so you'd been working on lyrics too already that... Yeah, yeah. What age is this around? Um, I would say about 16, 17. Mm -hmm. I really started to like consciously try to like think about things like, I guess in my life or something like that, just to try to tell like some sort of story because that's what I heard. You know, I was also really into hip hop too, Biggie Smalls. Oh yeah. He'd tell these stories, so I was very infatuated by that. Yeah. Um, and how he could do that. So. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, he was already gone, right? Yeah. 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 So. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I asked this because I, I think it's interesting. It's interesting to me, because I did things kind of back ass words. Like as soon as I got my hands on that acoustic guitar, I just started. <laughs> I wrote my first song. Yeah. You yeah. know, so but I wasn't wasn't like it's good right you know but i just like immediately like i gotta write you know i don't know why i thought i had to maybe because every from my perspective everybody that i thought was awesome wrote right Mm -hmm. and so you just got to jump in head first and start writing Mm -hmm. as it came to find out you know six years later i'm playing like open mics you know around san francisco and seattle funny enough the i I learned by watching these other people, like, oh, this guy plays all these covers, and now this is his first song. And he's a really good guitar player, and he can really sing, and he taught himself how to write songs by doing other people's shit. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Definitely, I mean, having the drive to write those is is super important. And then, like, we're, we're doing a Beach Boys tribute show. Oh, right. And we we learned, like, three tunes for it, and, like, I'm already just, like, 
getting out of our comfort zone of what we do and learning that kind of like really dense stuff. Some of like some yeah. Beach Boys and Brian Wilson had just some incredible harmony in his music and mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what we take away from that just combining it with our own stuff as we right. yeah. start to write more. I've already learned right. so much just from that whole experience. Like honestly, yeah. I, when I think about it, it's it's made me a better singer tenfold. Just that, just mm-hmm. the those little, just learning those songs and interesting. Yeah, it's and, and having Dune there is really good too because um, we can re- <laughs> we can refer to him and we can be like, hey, how do we transpose this into this key? And yeah, he's just kind of yeah. if something gets scary, it's We're nice like, to have that band member who understands what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he truly fully understands like where and how we can we can see there's an end to that that yeah. You know? So, thanks, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brian Wilson is nail. He just writes the yeah. His 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 lyrics. We, we, that's the other thing too. When we started li- reading these lyrics, we're like, oh, these are in, like phenomenal. Like the, the heroes yeah. and villains. Yeah. The lyrics of that song is just outrageous. Yeah, and yet it's Incredible got story. And yet it's got like a Dr. Seuss kind of flow to it. Oh yeah, you it's, know? Like a, like, it's like a, it's, it's like a children's like song. Like there's a but... part where. Kyle, our drummer, in the break yells like, "You're under arrest!" Yeah, and it's like a cartoon narrative. Almost, yeah, it you know? sounds. Yeah, it's total cartoon narrative, but yeah, it's funny. Every now and then, I'll go back to. Uh, I don't. I don't even like musicals, but every now and then, I'll go back to like Chi Chi Bang Bang or like, you know, Sound of Music and stuff, yeah. and just I listen like to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people I do. do. Like, Most I do like those ones. <laughs> I think you're like to be human. You're supposed to like them, <laughs> but but that's also why like I go back and listen to them because I just want to get into that kind of right. m- a mindset of just all right, more than just like what's the basics, like what's a pop song. I mean, you know, we do that too, but. Um, this, let's go even simpler. Let's get, like, what's the most effective for your buck? And it's always children's music. Yeah. So that oh, makes sense yeah. when I hear you t- talking about breaking down Beach Boys and f- finding I mean, even, like, like uh, Nirvana said it, like, when yeah. they were in the studio there, like, we were, like, our goal was to, like, write the equivalent of, like, a kid's song. And, like, mm-hmm. when you listen to the President of the United States of America, those are kid's songs. And he totally. writes kid's songs, Casper Baby Bands. Yep. Those are just president songs but he has a different name, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's all mm-hmm. that is. And they're just, they're so simple, and it's, I mean, yeah, they're just kids' songs. <laughs> I think it's, uh, isn't it interesting, though, too, so how, I mean, we can take that perspective, we can take that knowledge and go, oh, our next song, yeah, I want to make it, like, really child, you know, childlike. Yeah. And <laughs> it doesn't make it any easier no, knowing that. No, no, and know. in fact, you end up going, like, this complete, like, I, I find that we can, direction. yeah, I always find that I, well, maybe not all the time, but yeah, it's it's always funny when you try to set out to write. I'm like, I want to write a song like that. Definitely. And then to see where you actually end up, you're like, hmm, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if anybody would actually think that that sounds anything like that other song. Totally. But, yeah. I always feel like that's a good a good feeling though mm-hmm. when you kind of when you're like, yeah. I want to write a song like this song, and then you're like, you kind of start with that framework, and then you're like, oh, but I want to do this, oh, mm-hmm. but I want to do this, and then you get to the end of it, and you're like, oh. This is its own thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's how I felt with uh, that newer one that we've been writing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this kind of, I was like, this kind of feels like Tame Impala a little bit. But then now when I hear it, I'm just like, no, it's kind, it's kind of just on its own now. It's just right. kind of its like own thing, and it just, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's that's the gift of, um, I think you know, just the individuals influencing each other. It yeah. evolves out of like, you you know, you could sit down and write one, and it could sound exactly like Tame Impala until it gets to the band and all of a sudden it's kind of morphed oh, into something yeah, else. Oh, yeah, 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 totally, totally, yeah. 
Uh, what are you guys working on now? And, you know, what's the, the future of Duke Evers? Uh, well, we... Uh, actually, we've been doing a whole bunch, man. We just we just LLC'd Duke Evers, so we uh-huh. started a business. We, we just got a, a van, a nice tour van. Uh-huh. Um, we finished up our first full length in February. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we're just... We've got a whole slew of shows this summer. Um, not too much towards the end. I think we're going to try to take that time to figure out a release. Mm, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, after that, it's really, I mean, we're going to try to find our, ourselves a good booking agent and just hit the road, just be on the road as much as possible. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it's good to do that. Yeah. Other than, I mean, that's, that's I mean, we, we recorded the record, we're getting the artwork done, you know, all that other stuff. We're just, we're trying to tighten all that other, you know, all those loose ends up, but have you toured much up to this point? Nope, not not as not in this outfit, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we've just spent a lot of time. I, I I don't know. We've been trying to do things, I guess, the right way. I don't know if there is a right way, but right. we've, been, we've been trying yeah. to go about it like in the most responsible way that, yeah. that we know how to do it. Sure. Um, I mean, it's gonna be great because when we do get on the road, we're gonna be like very much polished. Yeah. And, you know, we'll yeah. have the EP that has already been done, and then mm-hmm. we're gonna have this new record. Yeah. Like everything's gonna be there and yeah. ready to go. Whereas sometimes you go out on the road and you don't have things to sell or mm-hmm. anything the band is kind of fresh. Yeah. Right. yeah. Where when we go, it's gonna be like we'll have things to talk about, like new videos. And yeah. All sorts of things coming out, so it'll be nice. Yeah. We're just yeah. Kind of getting everything ready for it. Oh, I hear you. Uh, but I mean, as you know too, you could you could go out on the road and first two three nights be shaky but by the time you're a weekend i mean you're gonna be tight anyway oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know definitely uh and so you can start with west coast and all of that yeah we're um actually for the summer we're kind of headed east we have a couple of festivals in spokane and then we're doing we're doing like a lot of like kind of private stuff um, uh-huh we're doing like what well, we're doing like a wedding and then yeah, we've got doing, a little weekend from here to montana Oh, know, crazy. Kind of little things like that. Yeah. yeah. A bunch of little stuff. We're playing like a a theater in Sandpoint and we're playing in Moscow. and yeah, That's, a, that's the right time to go there. out there though. Yeah. Last time I went out to Montana on tour was on our way through the Midwest to Austin and it was, you know, March, which is way too Terrible. early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pass is just awful. We ended up sleeping just outside of the pass, like at a truck stop in the van because we couldn't yeah, they probably handle any more of the oh, overnight. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't snowed in, but oh. but uh yeah, we just couldn't go any later. It was like three AM. We just had to sleep. The kind of van was so freezing in the morning. Cool. I would, yeah. Yeah, never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, no, it's been really great talking with you guys. I, I appreciate you coming in. It's been very candid, yeah. which is uh, always kind of the goal, but not always exactly what the show provides. I mean, sometimes people have a real narrative to their story, like that they already have. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is what I did. I went there and did that and did yeah. that. And this is how my career came to today. Um, but you know, you seem like you guys are on the precipice of that and, and, and that's really cool. And it's yeah. like always a good moment to share because locking these up into like a little digital time capsule for those who want to, yeah, you know. it's, it's, it's right. I dig it. Yeah. All right. Thanks guys. Yeah, Appreciate it. Man. Josh and Dune from Duke Evers. 
Look out for their new record, Velvet Hips. I don't have a release date on it, but you can track them online. Uh, go to their Facebook, go to their website, and they're releasing info all the time on that. As well, uh, you can check them out at Capitol Hill Block Party this summer in July. If you're in this Seattle area, they've got some dates all around uh, the Northwest too to check out. So look into it. I'll post a link to them and uh, every artist in the music description section of this podcast uh, every time so you can find them easily next we're going to talk with ben roth from bod had a great conversation with him but before we do i need to tell you about our sponsor today blumenstein audio check out blumenstein audio for the ultimate fidelity single driver speakers subwoofers and audio accessories for music lovers this is my favorite speaker company they've been creating their entire handcrafted fine line of speakers here in the Northwest since 2006. And if you have an eye for design, if you are an audiophile, this is the system for you. Check them out at Blumenstein Audio, B-L-U-M-E-N-S-T-E-I-N audio.com. And you can get a 10% discount on your checkout, the checkout of your purchase from them, just for being a listener of this show. So just enter the promo code BD on checkout and get yourself a pretty fancy system with a fancy little podcast discount. All right, let's get on to our conversation with Ben. This song is called Gigantor. Sorry, that's the first. I don't have anywhere to be. Fifty, like eight people I've spoken to, <laughs> and that's a total. That's a total first. Oh, whatever. You know what's good about that though is at least that. Um, now I can trim the fat. That yeah, the question <laughs> the question about pop music doesn't have to be like in the episode. Yeah. Because that was a real like ringer. Like I threw that at you. That was a real curveball. Yeah. You know, of a question, and it's un- a little bit unfair. Oh, know, whatever. Because. Um, well, no, because it, it, it's just, it's like observing anything it's like, well, it, it may look different from each side. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's, I've certainly been irritated when people have asked me similar questions. No, no, I wasn't irritated. So. 
But no, so um, uh, getting back to, to how you got started, like coming out of uh, the arts high school and everything and what you did with with um, um, getting, you know, into music, starting on on nylon string guitar and everything. Was there a um, was there a point in which you felt like uh, really comfortable or uh, very attracted to the, the performing side of it? Um it came about maybe in high school. I played in like the high school jazz band and stuff and that kinda got me used to the stage. Right. And then I played in a couple bands and Did you play guitar in the high school jazz band? Yeah. That's impressive. That I always thought of that as being one of the more difficult positions. Yeah, I mean I looking back it's like I wasn't that good, but I it just <laughs> all all the arrangements were like kind of the easier arrangements uh-huh. and you know, so, but I mean, but it taught me a lot, but yeah. I mean, you could get through the songs just playing your like, you know, so, bar chord, uh-huh. dominant seventh chords, you don't have to learn all the voicings or everything, right. like you're just comping through it and then everyone in the band just like soloing on a blues scale instead <laughs> of like something a little more interesting. Yeah. You know, no one knows what a tritone sub is or whatever, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, we're playing like chameleon and like yeah. salt peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> so everything is like blues changes or rhythm changes or, or just like, just kind of like easy funk rock. Mm. In the jazz band. Yeah. Like, which is like if you easier to wrap band. your head around when yeah. you don't know that much yet. Right. So what got you to New York city or was it New York city? Did you go to state? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, Let's see. Um, so my friend Brad, who went mm-hmm. to Tacoma School of the Arts, also moved out to New York to go to NYU, and he started his project called Oberhofer and threw mm-hmm. together a band with some people yeah. that I know. Uh, the The bass player is my my good friend Dylan, who I've known since middle school. Again oh. from Tacoma, right? Also went to t- Tacoma School of the Arts, and uh, he was finishing up um, college at Brown, and so they needed someone to come play bass. For, for a tour they were doing because there's a they're rolling out a an album and uh so I came in to fill in for Dylan mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and uh but once he finished up at Brown he came back and they just kept me on as another guitarist so there are three guitars in the band because um you know Brad's got this sort of like classical music influence so he wanted it to have like a lot of things going on in the arrangement right um and so yeah we toured like that for quite a while and still still doing it the lineups changed a little bit but mm-hmm. uh yeah dylan moved down to austin and now he lives in tacoma again yeah. with his girlfriend yeah <laughs> so uh yeah some of us are out here brad just moved to la uh so what made the drummers, you, what, so what he lives you in move New York. Back, just them finishing up their time there. Move back from from from, from New, New York. York. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we we came out to do some tracking at a Vast Studios. Yeah. And uh, it was at the end of summer, and it was so nice out here. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I should give like living in Seattle a try again. Like, this is gonna be really cool. I'm gonna love it. Mm-hmm. Like Seattle's way cooler than I remember it being. It was like the end of summer, and like yeah. everyone's happy because totally. they're all like sun drunk 
<laughs> yeah. And everyone's nice, and no one's, like, passive-aggressive or anything. <laughs> All back in the winter. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, I'm like, I'm moving back, and then I move back, and, like, winter rolled around, and it was just, like, dreary, and it's like, oh, shit, maybe I made the wrong decision. Yeah. But New York's also pretty fucking dreary. Yeah, and it winter. gets a little edgy, too. Yeah, you know? but I do, I do miss it. Yeah. I think... You know, if you live there for a while, you're always going to miss it. Yeah. I may live there again at some point, but... I found that I had the same experience when I moved. The first city I ever moved away to was San Francisco. Okay. And, yeah, and I, I think I left too early. Yeah. And, you know, I missed it for years. Now I don't. It's really weird. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to live there now. Yeah, well, yeah. I like Oakland, but, totally you know, different. that's... Yeah. All that... All that, all that culture is gonna get smushed smushed until it doesn't you know like cities have their economic waves there's an arc to it yeah yeah yeah. so until the next big earthquake yeah yeah there you go (laughs) well that might be up here (laughs) yeah it might be it might be in both cities (laughs) yeah could very well be yeah um but no that's interesting i think it's people's stories about um you know, I mean, for you, it sounds like it was a lot of in-band touring and recording that that dictated where you went. Yeah, at that time definitely. It still does. Yeah, which is uh, I just kind of keep my home base here because it's in Tacoma. Because it's, I mean, honestly, I live with my parents right now. Yeah, I love it, <laughs> <laughs> and that way I don't have to like commit to like a year lease somewhere. I sure. don't have to worry about subletting when I go yeah. away for a month or something. Which is really nice. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it's it's nice to get to travel. So, you know, I'm going to go to Miami next month. And yeah. Going back to Brooklyn for a little while in August. And going on tour in California with another band. Like, oh, what band is that? Uh, it's called King Ropes. Uh-huh. It's, uh, my, my friend Dave, he... Uh, I met him out in Brooklyn, but he moved to L.A. recently, and he's moving up to Bozeman pretty soon. Um, but he's he's got a project he started a couple years ago, and um, so some me and some friends are backing him up. Right. Uh, Dylan, who plays bass in Oberhofer, uh-huh. has been doing it. Um, so Oberhofer's still going? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Still got a lot of stuff going on. And you are you still playing? I guess not, because Dylan's back. In the band, did he, are you? We fly out. You oh, know, you, you're still. Yeah, we'll Oberhofer like rehearse too. in whatever city we're gonna be in. That's and, crazy. Yeah, so I mean, last September we did a full U.S. tour. Oh wow! I I was just down in Arizona with Brad doing something for Toyota. Yeah. Uh, you know, fly out to New York and play a couple shows, and then you know, like if one person can't make it, there's always someone to fill in. So sometimes we'll get, like, Steve Marion from Delicate Steve to play guitar, or my friend Jay will play drums, or our friend Zoe will play drums in New York. That's a really yeah. large community. That's we, we have a huge community. Fun. We, we yeah. know so many, like, cool musicians. They all, like, are a little bit different. And it can yeah. be frustrating, I think, for, for, for Brad or, you know, whoever is the songwriter in the band uh-huh. to, like, have to, like, reteach. <laughs> yeah. But once, yeah. once you have, like, enough people floating around, like, you can have, like, these, like sort of different sounding bands and 
I think that makes for a more interesting performance. Sounds and like totally everyone plays in such different kinds of bands too that like mm-hmm. you end up. Yeah, I don't know. It's just really fun and it's it's cool to like have those connections and definitely that flexibility. There's always opportunity in uh, that much community too. Yeah, you know, I mean that's like one of the biggest things like about going anywhere, getting any you know unique opportunity in in music is it always ends up coming from people that you have been tight with at some point in your community like you never know where things are gonna go yeah when you have that those kinds of relationships yeah that's certainly been the case for me i mean it could be a show or it could be a movie you know like yeah yeah, like a a licensing opportunity you never know where that's going to come from especially when you've had those kinds of friendships and they're important yeah it's yeah i feel really lucky to have gotten to meet so many awesome people well it's kept you busy too yeah aside yeah exactly yeah so uh are is it that way with your group now or or is it just like with bod yeah with the are the four of you bod's definitely yeah it's 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 almost always the same lineup with bod right um we have had fill-in musicians i think john had a thing going on in I forgot where you're, he went somewhere in Central America for it was uh-huh. for a coffee thing because uh, oh right everyone else in the band works for coffee roasters yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so we had our friend Aaron who normally plays drums for Great Spiders play drums oh for really us. yeah and you know that was fun That's and smaller. we've had a really early on we had our friend Brandon who recorded or was it was the uh, engineer on our first EP on Party Drug right. Uh, he played bass for us for two shows, you know, our first two shows. Yeah. Because uh, Lance was out on tour guitar teching for, like, the Lumineers or Portugal Man or something. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, but other than that, it's been the same lineup. But then Bod also, like, sometimes, um, you know the band Crater? Oh, it's a, our, some friends of ours. Uh-huh. Um, Kessie and Sessie, they have like a, an electronic project, but sometimes we'll be like the backing band for them too. Oh, that's awesome. You should check them out. They're fucking amazing. I, I will. I, yeah. I usually like that kind of thing where there's like a heavy electronic group that is also performing with live. Yeah. Sometimes we'll do like the two piece thing and they yeah. are, they're all multi-instrumentalists. They're extremely right. talented. Um, and then sometimes, you know, like we'll have more of a stage show and we'll like yeah. get some musicians up there. And right. So we're like, if uh, if they're Bob Dylan, then we're the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, the electric Bob Dylan. <laughs> kind of weird analogy. Oh, but... uh, we were talking earlier um, about like song songwriting themes and stuff. Yeah. And one of the things that I I kept hearing is like there was almost kind of a youthful, and I mean youthful in early adulthood way, not yeah. in a, a childish way, but like. There was almost like a youthful, like, let's get out of here type of theme to that, that I kept hearing, like, recurring through the songs. Hmm. And the, as I mentioned, the songs were, were really different. Yeah. Um, it, was that something you were conscious of, or is that something that you connect to? Um, I, you know, probably wasn't thinking about that so much sure. during yeah. the process. But I, one thing I know about myself is, like, I don't like being in one place for too long so yeah, it seemed like, like a bit of a fleet foot I, yeah yeah i really like you know I've, I've like 
done two tours with two different bands and then went to Arizona with, with Oberhofer, you know, in the past few weeks. And now I'm like, the prospect of being here for another month, I'm like, oh shit, what am I going to do with myself? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like trying to like plan a way to get away. And, it, you know, within my means. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> which are <laughs> minimal, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I really love traveling and getting around. And, yeah. you know, again, like friends all over the country because of, you know, various tours and stuff I've been on and it's good to catch up with them. I, I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, I've been spoiled. So we just like save up, <laughs> save up money and, and then, uh, go out or is, is it contingent upon you having your money? Cause I remember the first time, I remember the first time my drummer went on tour mm-hmm. with me and he was like, you know, we're kind of doing that thing. We're like pulling all the money for gas and, yeah. and lodging. If, if we even will end up having lodging and, um, he was like, so, uh, am I going to get some money for food? And I was like, no, like we're all on our own for that. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's all stuff that, I mean, it's as in, with any healthy relationship, you mm-hmm. know, you've got to kind of like discuss that stuff earlier Definitely. on before, early, the tour, before the tour, you yeah, know, that's the key. before someone's out there like, oh, I was expecting to make a bunch of money out of this. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, we're not that big yet, so mm-hmm. we're just scraping by here. But with Bod, you know, we we keep our like Bod bank account. Totally. So like, yeah, yeah, you that's know, what we do now. We've been I'm lucky enough to like borrow my dad's van, yeah. you know, for these short runs. We'll have to get a vehicle at some point. Well, it, and that's surprisingly affordable. Like, yeah, you you can even making like one twenty a night. You can still kind of, you can still pay for gas and a car rental. Yeah, that. yeah, you and know. and you know we'll crash it friends houses and stuff sure. you know yeah. luckily we have enough friends who Short are stops <laughs> who are like nice nice yeah. enough to uh put us up and we're very grateful for that or we'll camp or yeah yeah you know i mean try to avoid doing hotels and stuff although sometimes it it makes sense sometimes oh, sometimes it's just like playing like the la like area or something yeah like motel you can't get out of the city just... after the show you have sure. to go <laughs> weird things happen like skin infections and stuff in those places but not the majority <laughs> of the time <laughs> not kind of wood it didn't happen yeah, right. last time so yeah not last time. uh most of the time it doesn't but it sometimes is like amazing if you've been on the road for a couple of weeks and you haven't stayed in anything but like your fr- friends couches and and like you said some maybe some car lot camping or whatever yeah you get like eh, a motel room you know shared amongst four guys yeah two beds it's still just like whoa lap of luxury (laughs) yeah yeah you get that one like oh we got a full eight hours tonight that's amazing (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i definitely have to uh watch watch your like health on the road because like it can deteriorate very quickly (laughs) yeah or it's just like it's weird how your body yeah i think your body kind of goes into like a um uh survival mode yeah and yeah i think that could be dangerous for getting colds but other than that it's like it's shedding weight and it's like (laughs) shedding water yeah (laughs) it's 
living in kind of a... It's like a lot of coffee from Flying J. Mm-hmm. It's like, which like mocha mix can I get this time <laughs> at 3 a.m.? <laughs> Just get to the destination. Just get to the next destination. So are you guys booking your own tours at this point? Yeah. And do you do that through that network of friends mostly? Uh, yeah, a little bit, you know, or, or friends of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like, Getting through California, I, I don't have a huge amount of friends in California. Right. I mean, I do, and each time we go, you know, realize, oh, we know more people than we thought down there or something, sure. but, like, getting shows in the L.A. area was pretty difficult because we're still pretty new. It's you know, difficult. We don't have a cool Tumblr page yeah. <laughs> or, like, a uh, edgy music video or anything, sure. so we're just like... <laughs> Still, I know. Uh, I know. You think those that. things help too, but they don't. It's, it ends up still coming down to connections. Like yeah, that, yeah. And I, I think honestly, like, if we do it again, like we have, we kind of know a little more now. Yeah, it should be a lot easier. There's a couple places to go, no matter what. Yeah, and also like, um, trying to figure out like smaller sort of off the beaten path towns that are like really yeah. cool to play yeah. in, like because. Every once in a while, you come across this, like, I don't know, I with with a different band, just played Bolinas, which uh-huh. is north of San Francisco, but it's tucked away. It's kind of hard to get to, and it was, like, the coolest show ever. Totally. It's this little, like, surfer town, yeah. like, very remote, but, well, the people... but we played in, like, the oldest bar in California, and, like, there's oh, wow. a like, ripping jazz band play before us and stuff. Like, I love things like that. I love playing, yeah. like, the cool, like you know, like, hit clubs of right. whatever major city, but right. that's, you know, the, the there's other kinds of experiences you can have as a band, and sometimes you get paid better when you play yeah. the shows, or, like, a cool house show, mm-hmm. you know, like, go play Reno, Reno's fucking awesome, like, but, like, a lot of people might skip Reno, because they wouldn't think it's awesome, but... It's the places <laughs> that get skipped, I mean, and not even town, not even uh, cities, but, like, towns, too, yeah. that, that are, that do get skipped, that, you know, actually have an arts community, or, 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 an, um, a ven, you know, arts venue, and, and you play there, and it's, those are some of the best shows, because, and people just freak out, because they don't have the exposure, they're not spoiled from the proximity yeah yeah you get a lot more a lot more sincerity and excitement yeah yeah la is an extremely difficult place to get people interested yeah at any level yeah because i mean there's tons of rad people down there but it it, you know they're just like or just tired from so much stuff going on all the time it's like oh so we're gonna take tonight off yeah yeah (laughs) and they're all people who work you know uh work in the entertainment um world and and yeah. they, they work really hard all day and they get home and, or, and they're done yeah they don't want to go out totally and, and they're jaded about the arts community and they're yeah self-admittedly so in most cases yeah you know although there's a great arts a community, trade-off but there's a great like uh diy rock community there now mm-hmm. that's grown like exponentially over the last few years so yeah that makes it a little bit better for bands you know like ours that go down there and just want some of those guys to show up. Yeah. You know? Um, but then you gotta, like, make sure that they know that it's happening anyway. Yeah. Because there's still so many shows going on. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, so, you were saying the, uh, first track on your EP, um, which I was saying was my favorite as well, um, is, 
is the, like the only one that you guys still play live off of the EP. Yeah. And so I wonder, does that mean that like more of your new stuff is sounding like that first song? Because it was. Uh, I, th- of... I think it fits in a little better with our newer stuff. Yeah. Um, to me, it's a little more concise, and and just yeah, yeah. It, it feels it feels more like the world we're getting into now, and kind of right. we're starting to like hit our stride in terms of finding a sound because again this is a big experiment for us sure um and uh yeah so i i, I think it, it it's also something that's like familiar for everybody i mean because like we have other stuff recorded but like yeah. nothing's been released we have a tape we've been giving out but it's like unreleased stuff that will be on a release soon but uh-huh. it's just a tape there's no download or anything so. oh really yeah that's an interesting you idea. Come find us at a show, you can get it. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we have some stuff coming up this summer. Okay. We could release another EP and then we're gonna start a full length. So That's awesome. So how many um, how long did it take to put that content together? Um we recorded it last year uh-huh. in Anacortis and uh kinda sat on it for a while. I wrote a bunch of new songs and we kinda like forgot about it for a minute. I was like, Oh yeah, we have another EP recorded let's right. like finish it up so we finished that up with my uh, again my friend Jeff we're mm-hmm. re- releasing it through Swoon Records um, out Which of Tacoma, Tacoma. Yeah, yeah yeah and you should definitely check them out there's a lot of cool bands on there yeah um, they released Tangerine and Pale Noise oh, and cool. uh, yeah Watermelon Sugar all the, a lot of cool bands I think you should so what did uh, what did why did you decide to like only do it on tape and not and no digital download? Wanted more stuff to sell on tour. Right. <laughs> like this is the only So we have one tape it. and we have another tape. Yeah. Now yeah. we have options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to focus on recording more. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, we've played around Seattle so much now that it's like, okay, we're starting to turn away a lot of shows just sure. so we have more time to focus on creating new content yeah yeah because i mean it's and you can it's totally so hard to focus on that while you're like trying to just like stay rehearsed for yeah for shows. upcoming shows also i mean you can totally overplay oh yeah like, yeah you, it's really easy to especially do here yeah if you take every if you take every gig they throw at you it's a good way to like build a name Seattle for a house band Great. for a half year but yeah <laughs> It's a good way to build a name, but at a certain point, it's you. You definitely need to like uh, deprive it too, so that you can come back and do a bigger show than the yeah. three you could have done. <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, if you're playing like every week or two shows a week or something, like people will be like, oh, maybe I'll skip this one, and they'll start getting yeah. used to skipping their shows. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it thins the crowd. I don't care how sure. good you are, like yeah. if if people keep hearing the same thing, like. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna be playing smaller. Yeah, to smaller crowds. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in. I'm I'm just most excited to to share the little bits of of your music too because um uh, I found it uh very as I said interesting in the best way possible and uh, and very entertaining and I'm really looking forward to hearing that that full length direction that you guys go with things. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to do that. Um, and if you want to like catch us, we don't have a lot of shows coming up, but we're playing a big.
big building bash on June 4th. Oh, you're 4th. playing a big building we're, bash? We're That's closing awesome. it out. That's I awesome. guess I'm running sound for it also. So <laughs> Great spreaders are playing that too, right? Yeah, yeah. I had Omar in here a while ago. It's like we've we've all friend. played in Great Spiders also because oh, he's got, got a, like 40 people playing. In yeah, the band. totally. I mean, yeah. not at any given time. A bunch of my friends have played in Great Spiders too. It's yeah, yeah. it's super fun, and yeah. we play with them a lot, and yeah, that's been that's, that's been funny. rad. That's I, funny. I've. I feel lucky to have gotten to meet Omar and everyone who's played in that band. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, it's great. They're all like a bunch of weirdos in just the right way. It's like that's the kind of people I want to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a small world, like... and Great Spiders makes it even smaller. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds like the rest of your community. <laughs> Tracks arrested by the melting sun A grateful sleep sinking was deep Impatiently, but nothing comes Alright, and that is Gigantor from Bod's debut EP uh, A really great song, a really interesting uh, EP Go check it out at their band camp. I'm putting a link up to that. And then, like he said, you know, you could go to his show and you can buy some more music that you can't get online, which I think is actually a really cool move. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out for BOD shows. And also that group that he talked about, Creator, I did check them out and they are really awesome. So um, look out for them. I know I will be uh, trying to go see them soon. That's it for now. Thank you for listening. If you are in you know, enjoyer of this show, if you're a fan of this show or just like what you hear from time to time, please leave us a review on iTunes. It's how uh, iTunes ranks podcasts and basically just puts it you know, into different categories for more people to see it. So the more you review it or the more people we have review it, uh, the further the show goes, which helps everybody involved. You can check us out on Instagram for pics of our guests. Um, you just go to BD and the Sheiks. Uh, you can check out our Twitter page, which has the handle at right behind us, spelled with a W. Thanks again, and uh, until the next episode. <laughs>